How many are glad that Jesus still loves us and he still wants to fellowship with us? I don't know why, but he does. <laughs> we sure come short a lot of times, amen. We sure come short of his precious spirit, but he loves us. I can't explain it. If you ask me to define to you this morning the definition of the love of God, don't ask me. <laughs> it's just too far gone for me. <laughs> I don't have a definition. I just don't understand how could he love someone that hated him or didn't want to serve him. Amen. My God is a good God. Man, I just feel his presence. Amen. I thank God for that. It's easy when he's, when he's moving to preach. It's easy when he's, the Spirit is stirred that He's given us a word to speak. Hallelujah. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. Uh, I, I want to talk about the end times. A lot of people are asking questions. Even the world is asking, what's going on with this world? Uh, what's, what's the problem? Why, why men are fighting each other and hating each other and destroying each other? I had a a little black brother I told the other day, you know, I said, I said, look, I put my hand right by his. I said, what's the difference between me and you? I said, the color of our skin. I said, how stupid. Under the skin, we're the same thing. We, have, we function the same way. We have the red blood the same way. Just because his skin is darker than mine, or mine is lighter than his, the Bible says that's a deluded spirit. When you learn to hate somebody just because he's a different color. God help us. God is not a respect of a person. God loves all people. All the same. God's not choosing one above the other. One of the most evil organizations in this, the America to ever come out with the Ku Klux Klan. That was some evil people. And they claimed to know God. They were full of hate. Hate. Destroying someone because they don't like his skin. How stupid. Where's the heart, of, a, a heart of, a, of America? Where's the heart of the people? It happens in churches. I've watched it happen many times where men and women fight each other because they, they're different. How? How are you different? Lawrence is an American Indian. He's no different than me. You know? I, I'm... what. Irish in, in nature, I mean, uh, coming from the Irish background, I mean, that's where my ancestors came from. I'm no different than Lawrence. I'm no different than anybody in here. Just because we are different color skin, <laughs> that's not what I'm preaching in this morning. Believe it or not, I just, I just, something happening in this country. Let's go to church together. Let's love each other. Let's pray with each other. No matter where you come from. <laughs> We need the love of God back in the church. And I'm not talking about this flim flamsy love of God we see today where everything goes. That's not what I'm saying. Love that's pure. Love that, that, that unites. Love that embraces one another when we're hurting. Love that loves you no matter where you come from. I said it the other day and I'm going to say it again because it's worth saying. I was in church in Bull Bridge about last year sometime maybe. And I saw a man come in. Oh, he was raggedy, man. His clothes were... And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, son, what do you expect him to look like? <laughs> what do you expect him to smell like? He's going to smell tobacco on him. He's going to smell alcohol. He's coming from the world. That's what my grace has done. My grace is reaching out to that man. I want to save him. 
I want to change his life. Well, we can get self-righteous, man. I'll tell you right now. And since then, I've embraced anybody. I've embraced, I don't care how they look, how they smell. Because God loves them. And he's reaching with that same love to you this morning. And wanted to teach us a principle. That God is not looking at what, what you look like. He's looking where your heart's at. David was a little bitty fellow when God chose him. He needed a new king in Israel. And God, God was sending Samuel to, to the house of Jesse. Jesse had a lot of big sons. Man, muscular, man. They were, they were in line. And, 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 and Samuel was going down the line. He was counting the brothers. He said, oh, that must be him. Look how big and muscular he is. God said, I didn't choose him. <laughs> oh, it must be this guy. This one. No, that's not the one. Don't look on out what appears. God judges the heart. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> Come. Don't you, don't you have no other sons? A little puny little fella. He's sitting in, with the sheep out there. And, you know, that's all he's good for. He said, go get him. David come up smelling like sheep, smelling the dust. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> I bet you Samuel did this. You sure? <laughs> Ruddy little fella. You going to make him a king? That's him. I judge the heart, not what he looks like. Not how big or muscular or how, how, how you know, surely them other guys look like they could be kings, but not this little runt. That's him. I've chosen the runs of the world to make things happen. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay. That's just lanyap, okay? Just kind of warming up, all right? <laughs> just warming up. Hallelujah. I want to talk about Jesus tonight, this morning. I want to talk about him coming back. Uh, I want to say something. That, you know, I kind of look at things kind of different sometimes. I kind of listen. Sometimes I don't listen again. <laughs> but anyway, sometimes. sometimes. Jen said, you never hear what I'm saying, but I learned a little, a little thing. If I can only hear one thing she says, I can go have an argument. She says, well, Annie, you only got a, some meat for sale at so much pounds and pounds. And I try to listen, and she goes on and on and on. And I say, okay, I remember that one little thing she said. You know what I said? No, you talked about some meat and pounds or some prices. <laughs> but it don't work no more. <laughs> She, she, don't, she don't work no more. After a while, you know, it don't work. People come to church. You remember what the preacher preached about? Uh, well, he, he, Matthew, Jane, John, uh, he can't preach out the Bible. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what he said? Well, he said, you know, Jesus loves us. <laughs> we all learn a little cliches, man, so we got to have an argument. I said, yeah, <laughs> we got to have an argument. That's how, that's how I do with Janice. I got to have an argument. Because, you know, she knows me better than I know myself sometimes. Hallelujah. But we need to listen. We need to receive from the Lord this morning, okay? There was a, the disciples that came to Jesus. And I see, well, they had just gotten to the point where they were, they came from the temple. The temple was the high, the high church of that day. They almost worshipped this thing. This thing was honorable. In the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the religions, the temple was the high place of worship. You wouldn't dare put your hand on this thing. You wouldn't dare say anything negative about it. It was the, the king worship, the high worship of, of, of Israel at that day. 
This thing was built by Herod the Great. They say today if it would have been built, it would have been one of the seven wonders of the world. When you went to Jerusalem, that temple was the center of the, the city. That was the center of all activity. They were buying and selling and, and making money in that place. And Jesus had to go in there and overturn the money changers. So you made the house of God a house of merchandise. It's a place of prayer. You made it a place where you come to gain, get rich, make money off of God. But you made it a place of merchandise. It's a place to worship. It's a place where we come. This little building don't might not mean a lot to a lot of people, but this is a place where we come to worship. I feel his presence. <laughs> this is a place where we come to hear from God. To know what his will is for our lives. This is the place where we meet. This is the church of God in Coda Homes. In this area. This is the, this is the place where God's going to speak. And this is what this temple was like. And Jesus looked at it and, and he had two questions. First, let me read verse four, uh, 14 of chapter 24. I, didn't, I couldn't go through the whole thing. But I can... Bring out enough the way you can see what I'm talking about. Jesus gives a, a, a message here. I'm sorry. I thought I turned my page over. Chapter 1. No, I'm doing like Boogie. 24 verse 1. <laughs> Boogie was given chapters when he should have been given verses. Hallelujah. That's all right. I get that. <laughs> Kind of, kind of messed up between the years. <laughs> okay. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. I'm reading from the New King James. And his disciples came up, came up to show him the building of the temple. Look at this, Lord. Look how wonderful this building. Oh, man. Look how magnificent this temple is. There's nothing like it on the earth. One question they asked him. Okay. And Jesus, uh, Jesus, and Jesus said to them, Do you see all these things? Surely I say unto you, not one stone shall be left upon another. Oh, man, that's cutting to the heart. That, that they couldn't even fabricate that in their mind that this place wouldn't exist. You hear what I'm saying? They couldn't fabricate that this place, mighty like it was, the center of all worship, would be destroyed. So Jesus said, You look into this building, and you're not looking to God. You look into this building and you're not, you're looking, you look into the worship that's going on, the function that's going to be, you forgetting the main purpose is to worship God. This building is important, this church is important, but it's not a place to worship. It's a place to be to worship the God of the worship. You know what I'm saying? You can't worship a building. It looks nice. I mean, but it's still not a place to something to be worshipped. And they had put their sinner upon that. They put their eyes upon that temple. And Jesus just busted their bubble. Seventy years after this, Jesus died and rose again. That temple was destroyed. Flattened. No more temple. They should have worshipped the one that was in the temple. <laughs> you know, some people say, well, they bring gifts to the temple. You know what they would do with it? They would worship the gift, not the one that was getting the gift. They'd worship the goal of the temple, 
but not the, the one that sanctified it. You get where I'm coming from? And sometimes we as Christians do that. We want to worship things. Listen, I had made a decision this year. I didn't want to see football anymore. I'm not judging people that see it. Uh, I think it's, a, it's a, a, a form of idolatry. It's America's new church. You ever sat down, and I started studying that. You ever sat down and watched those people in that, in, in that audience? Somebody grabs a pigskin, one from one end of the field to the other, and, and, and they're worshiping. They're, they're, they're screaming. They're, they're chopping their hands like, like a, an alligator. You ever saw them cats? You know? What are they doing? What, what's so exciting about a man taking a football and running across the field with it? Who's going to, what? <laughs> Seriously, I thought about that. How is that going to change somebody's life? How is it going to refine and, and heal a body and change a heart? But most of our country is focused upon this stupid thing. And I'm not judging you if you watch football. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying what I observed. A man can go paint himself green and blue and, and, and sub-freezing -temp temperatures, looking like some idiot with a big cheese on his head. You think, he makes, you think he's not worshiping something? Seriously. I thought about that. How stupid. Billions of dollars will be thrown on the Super Bowl next year. And they got missionaries on the field. Christians are more worried about who's going to win the Super Bowl than about somebody's soul getting saved. I, I, just, I just don't have nothing to do with it anymore. I just, I just, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. When I started seeing it that way, I said, it's, a, it's just a church. It's another religion. Same thing with basketball and same thing with baseball and all that other stuff. I'm not against somebody playing that you want to play, but when it comes to the center point of your life, when you can't wait to leave church to go watch the saints play football, when God is speaking, we ought to be where God is. God's not where the saints are playing football. God's in church. You hear what I'm saying? God's in church. God is to be worshipped in church. He's to be worshipped among his people. Not this stuff that's going on today. I know I'm seeing some horse stuff. <laughs> I got to let it out. <laughs> it's the truth. Where do we put our heart this morning? Where do we put it? He says... Not one stone will be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him, verse 3, to him, privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? Number one, and what shall be the sign of your coming? Now one thing, when will the temple be thrown down? And when are you coming back? Now Jesus is explaining to these disciples in the next few passages why the temple must be destroyed. Because God didn't left it. Oh, when God leaves the church, you just assume, right, Ichabod on the door, amen. It's the Spirit of God is departing. That's why we should be never take for granted the Spirit of the Lord dwelling in this fellowship. Because the day we, we start doing it our way, the day we start doing it what, do what we want and, and leave God out, God is not welcome. God is not going to go where he's not welcome. The Holy Spirit is not going to be in a place where he can't operate and do his work. This church is nothing without the Holy Spirit. You hear what I'm saying? We have to have God's presence here. Or are we just a, a social group? That's all we are. There's no, there's no God in, 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 in a dead church. There's no God in a dead preacher. There's no God in a dead, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen. I'm getting off of my... <laughs> I'm going to let it out. You know, I'm just, 
I feel the Lord sharing that this morning. Amen. I just want us to be alert of why we're Christians. Why we're, listen, why we're believers. Why we're here this morning. This is God's church. Those are God's chair. This is God's pulpit. That's God's house. Ain't mine. He gave us this to be stewards, but it's His house. So He's going to do what He wants. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ain't no, I feel a lot free of saying that because I ain't responsible. I'm just responsible to say what He says. You rejoice in or you get mad. I mean, that's, that's you, but, but I, I got to, I'm going to share what the Lord told me. Amen? Two things, two questions. When will the temple be destroyed and when are you coming back? Let me read some stuff to you, okay? I know that I'm never going to finish this, but it, I'm going to get you out in time, okay? It's, you're going to get there, you're going to be like, your chicken's not going to burn. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Joy and merry heart do good like a medicine, right? <laughs> I love to laugh. Oh, when a preacher don't can't laugh no more, he needs to go repent. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I know, I know sometimes preachers get heavy and they don't feel like laughing. I'm, I'm like that sometimes. Hallelujah. But I always try to find time to rejoice. Amen. Okay. When will the end come? I'm, I wrote this down. This is the two questions. When will the end come? And when are, when are you coming back? Okay. So that's the question tonight, this morning. When is Jesus coming back? When is he coming back? We've been hearing that for years. You know what? You know, when the, when the church has lost their desire, expectation for the coming of Christ, something's wrong. I can show you in the scripture, and I ain't got time, but I can. All the disciples of Jesus, even Apostle Paul, was waiting for him to come back in his day, some, some 2,000 years ago. He just said he was coming back. You see, not even Jesus knows when he's coming back. Because he said, the angels in heaven don't know, neither does the Son, but my Father only. There's some, one thing that God has kept from Jesus, and that's hard to believe. But he has kept something from the Lord when he'd come back. See, Jesus was preaching, and he told his disciples, the same place I left, I'm coming back. Jesus is going to set his foot on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem one day. And he's going to, the same place he took off from, he's coming right back in the same spot. What's well, powerful, man? And he's coming back to take over this earth. But before that, there's a time called the rapture. The church, according to the Bible, is going to be taken out of the way. Because when you read the book of Matthew, he's actually writing to the Jewish people. We receive it as a gospel. Don't get me wrong. But when he's addressing, Matthew's addressing the Jews. But he calls this the time of Jacob's trouble. And what that means is that God has to purify Israel. Israel right now, in, this, in the nation which doesn't receive Jesus, majority of them are atheists. So they don't receive Jesus as their Savior. But if you read the last book in Zephaniah, that Jesus is coming back. And, and they're going to see him, Lawrence. And this was before he was even born. The prophecy was told. He said, what are these wounds in his hand? He said, this is where I got in the house of my friends. Meaning he got it in, among his own people. My Lord Jesus. And he's coming back to get the church. Because Paul says, the dead in Christ shall rise first. You see, back then they were worried, back in 1 Thessalonians. Well, if Jesus comes back, what about the dead people that, the people that died 
you know, before he, before he come back. And Paul was letting them know, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. The bodies of the dead saints are going to be lifted out of the ground. Don't ask me how. I can't explain. I just believe it. He's going to pull those dead bodies out of the ground. And there comes the church. And they're going to meet together in the air to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall they ever be with the Lord. I'm looking forward for that day. I'm looking forward for it. I want to see that day. I'm excited about it. I want to go home. I want to see Jesus. Ooh, Jesus, I could, I'm preaching myself happy, Brother Lawrence. <laughs> I want to be with Jesus. I want my, my wife and my daughter and my sons and daughters and grandchildren, I want them to be. Hey, I made a claim, brother, and, and listen, I, I have confidence. I said, Lord, remember when Moses was, Pharaoh told Moses, said, you can leave, but you got to leave your cattle and your stuff behind. He said, I ain't leaving, I ain't leaving one hoof behind. I'm going with all of it. I'm going to take, take my young, take the old, take the cattle, the sheep, everything. I'm taking everything out of this place. When I go, my daughter and son back there are going with me. In the name of Jesus, my son-in-law-to-be, in a couple of months or so, he's going to be there too. And Boogie's wife, whoever's going to be And all my relatives and all my children, all my family, I ain't leaving one hoof behind. Or one flip-flop. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going, says Adam. I'm getting excited. It, it could be today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. My God, Jesus is coming back. We got to get excited, man. Let's come to church and hear the gospel preach. Let's get to sing these songs and believe them. Let's get excited. He's coming back. Mm. I don't know if you get I'm preaching myself happy, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited, bro. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man is even ask the, the, the top, the first warning he gives. Before he comes back, people are going to be deceiving people and lying and false teachers are going to come and try to de derail people. Try to make people not believe. And they're going to say, Jesus is the Christ. That's what he said. Some of them are going to say, I'm, I'm the Christ and deceive many. They're going to use the name of Jesus to deceive people. They're going to preach a Jesus that's not in this book. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to tell you, tell you about a Jesus that's not real, a Jesus that, that's not in this book, a made-up Jesus they've made in their own mind. Hallelujah. But you know what? we got to believe this book. Listen, don't believe me. Look for the Bible. If you, if you see I'm wrong, come tell me. Show me scripturally. And I'll humble myself. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Don't come with one little verse or part of a verse. I want to know. I, you, you, I want to know. If you, listen, I want to, I want to know if I'm wrong. I've got corrected. I've got tore up by God. I've gotten a lot of times. Amen? And you know what? I've grown through it. I've learned to trust Jesus. But my Bible says he's coming back. <laughs> Look for it. Look for it. He's coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to have church today, bro. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going home excited. Look up, he said, for my redemption draw nigh. Look to those eastern skies. He's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look for Jesus. When I look at society, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't see no hope in the government. I don't see no hope. In people, I don't see no hope in the Republicans and the Democrats. I'm telling you the truth. I've lost all. I'll be honest with you. I'm just praying for them. 
but I don't see men fixing this problem. I see God, repentance, turning to Jesus, saying, God, save this nation. That's the only way it's going gonna, it's gonna to survive. Because they're going to come one nut after the other, think he knows better than God. I'm going to tell you right now, it's happening right now. One nut after another, thinks he knows better than God. That little lady that just died at Supreme Court, that was one of the most wickedest women that they ever put on the Supreme Court. She voted for homosexual marriage. She voted for boarding babies. She voted for, for uh, 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 what you call it, transgender, whatever you call it. She voted for everything was proposed to God, but yet she's praised as somebody great. She wasn't great. She's, she didn't repent. She's in hell right now, this very minute, because of her decision not to trust the Lord and not to obey God. I hate to preach it, but it's the truth. She hated God. She was a lesbian. She turned her back on God. But yet the world praises her. But a, a preacher that gave his life to, to, to change lives, don't even get a second look at, one that, dis, that made a difference in the heart and lives of people. They got a lot of preachers out there on the missionary field. I think about them, but you need to pray for them. These people risk their lives every day. Don't know where the next meal is coming from. But God has given them grace. <laughs> they go into the deepest parts, parts of the jungles. And, and, and they got some of them to cannibals. Eat, eat a man alive, man. And they go preach to these people. I heard a story of a certain preacher. He went on this island. There was no Christians. When he left, there was all Christians. <laughs> he went on an island where they didn't know God. But he preached Jesus. With the power of the Holy Ghost. When he left, there was all Christians. My God. I don't see it happens like that all the time. But man, when it does, that ought to make a man shout, hallelujah. <laughs> Whose God is real, huh, Lawrence? Amen. Hallelujah. Whose God is real? You remember when, when uh, 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 not Elijah, uh, Jezebel, when Jezebel and, yeah, Ahab, Elijah was, Got the 400 prophets of Baal together. Remember? And he said, Elijah said, look, if your God be God, then serve him. If, if God be God, then serve him. Don't be betwixt two opinions. That's what he said. You make a choice right now. You're either going to serve me or you're going to serve Baal, which is a demon god. So what he did, he made an altar, dug a trench around it. This was, this was in, a, in a famine. There was no water, but I, he was pouring water. <laughs> water that, that they couldn't spare in that trench. And he said, okay. Baal, worshipers, call on your God. And they called on Baal. And they said, Baal, mighty Baal, come down. And Baal wouldn't come. Come, we're going to have a contest. We're going to see whose God is God. And that's my message. We're going to see whose God is God. To make the long story short, Elijah's God came with fire and struck that altar right off. The dust and the water and everything. But Baal was, didn't show up. <laughs> Baal never came. He said, maybe he's sleeping. Or he went fishing or something. But he never showed up. And 400 prophets of Baal got slain that day. God will clear the house when he's ready. <laughs> but anyway... Let me go with, where was that? I lost my spot, Mom. Help me. Take heed that no man deceive you. There's a lot of deceivers out there. That's the first warning he gave, okay? Uh, for many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and deceive many. 
they're going to say either he, they're the Christ or Jesus is the Christ. Listen, you got a lot of false prophets out there that, that have Jesus on their bread, but they're not preaching the Jesus of the Bible. Now, I don't want to get off into different religions and stuff because that's not what my thing is, but you better be careful who you listen to. You better know who you're listening to because let me tell you, there's a lot of false prophets out there. That's one point in 1 Peter said, many shall follow their pernicious ways. By the way of truth will be evil spoken of. So they, 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 they're going to take, they're going to deceive a lot of people and they're going to destroy truth. That's what they're after. A, years, uh, a couple of years ago, and I told you I read that book on uh, Seven Days with a Witch. The Holy Spirit can do work, I'll tell you. There's a, there's a lady, she was a witch, and went into a, a certain church and, and what they had all them, them tornadoes in Oklahoma. And her main goal was to destroy that church. She wanted to kill the pastor. She wanted to do all that stuff. And you know what? God touched her life. She repented, but all of her family were witches and warlocks. And they, had, they ended up having her killed. But God got glory. All them tornadoes you saw, that was the judgment of God on that place. And, and, and the people, of, they, had a, they had a tent out there, and, 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 and they were praying, and the tornado just went around, <laughs> jumped them, and went and destroyed some other stuff. But you got to read the book. But we don't know. The devil goes to church. You hear what I'm saying? They got devils behind pulpits. They got people out there that claim to be of God that are preaching a lie. And that's the first warning that Jesus gave us to notice. Take heed that no man deceive you. That was the first warning. I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be hard to stand behind this pulpit in the future because they got people, maybe they want to burn this place down. I'm telling you, they don't want this gospel preached. The devil's not going to sit back and let us continue. He's going to fight this church, I'm telling you. And I'm going to tell you right offhand, you know what I'm saying, it's going to happen. But we have to learn to stand. I plan on going all the way. I've been beaten up a lot of times. But, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't plan on quitting. Like I told Sister Jan, I plan on dying here if that's what you want me to preach. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, I don't have, listen, God would have to come and say, get out. But, you know, for right now, we need to be aware of Satan's lies and his deception. Because they're going to say things about this church. They're going to. Say, you know, all kind of dirty things about this church. It's not going to be true. Because Satan don't want the gospel preached. He doesn't want what's said today, Brother Allen, what we share in the day. He doesn't want us to hear this. We need to guard our hearts, okay? And he says, for many will come in my name and, and say, uh, I am Christ and deceive many. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. How many see that today? They got more wars in the world than they've ever had today. Wars going all over the world right now. They got wars you don't hear about. They got these 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 clans and these these uh, these different tribes fighting each other all over the world, you know. And it's happening. It's happening because that's an end time word. Right now, they have more wars in this world than they've ever had. People are fighting each other. People want to control each other. People want to take people's land. People want to do all that stuff. It's it's a spirit of deception. It's a spirit of the end times. God is angry with this world. You hear what I'm saying? God is angry with the people of this world. God is angry with sinners every day. That's what the scriptures say. And if we don't guard our hearts and keep our eyes on this book and on the spirit of God, we'll fall right into it. You're going to leave this place today. I can almost show you. You're going to 
find somebody that's going to give you a lie. They're going to come try to tell you something that ain't of God. All right? If we've got to learn to guard our hearts. <laughs> See, we've got to have that, 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 that check valve in our spirit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That when we know somebody's saying something, it goes off. We need the spirit, what they call a little, it's one of the gifts of the spirit. Spirit of discernment. You'd be surprised how much people that go to church that don't know the voice of God. <laughs> Listen to me. Don't know his voice, is that? I mean, they'll go to church because it's, it seems like the right thing to do. Not going because they love Jesus and they want to know, they want to worship him and, and be in the presence of other believers. They just think it's, it's I got I to give God one day, anyhow. Well, God don't want your day. If you can't give it God every day, you just keep that one day. If you don't think you can serve God seven days a week, you just assume stay home. Because if coming here makes you feel better, and I'm kind of glad, but it still ain't going to save your soul. You have to receive what God is sharing with us this morning. You've got to receive his word. Amen? We've got we to be ready. For he says, there will be wars and rumors of wars. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, that's the point I, I want to catch. You know, there's a time we have to, in the world where it's happening right now, that it's, not, it's, it's not over yet, Lord. There's, it's not ended yet. There has to be something that has to happen before Jesus comes back. And right now, we're on the brink of preaching the gospel to the whole world. It's happening. Satellite can carry a message. Listen, Booger was telling me about his little uh, podcast. Do you know him and Isaac has a little podcast? What you call that? iPod or whatever? Spotify or Swatterfly or whatever you call it. I don't know. <laughs> Swatterfly, whatever. Spotify, okay. They told me that somebody heard him all the way in South Africa. One of their listeners, I said, South Africa, some little Cajun boy sitting in the trailer next to my house? <laughs> Seriously. I said, man, that's, that's powerful. God, we had the time, the technology where the gospel's going out to the whole world. People are being reached from the four corners of the earth right now. And when that happens, listen, that's why I believe that. It says here, it says in uh, uh, verse 8, all these things are the beginning of sorrow. This is talking about all the, what's coming upon the earth. The trials and the wars and the famines and the pestilence. And then they will deliver you up to tribulation to kill you. And will hate you. By, you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and betray one another. Listen to this stuff, bro. What do you see today? The clans and the kluks and everything coming out. They, they hate each other because... You're taking my rights away. Listen, we only got one right in this whole nation is to serve Jesus. I, I personally, and that's just me, I don't think an atheist has the rights to the Constitution. Because first of all, it's endowed by our, our Creator and given us inalienable rights. Where do our, our rights come from? Our Creator. If you don't believe in God, why should you claim His rights? I think they should forfeit their rights. That's just me. I mean, if you can't believe in God, why are you claiming the constitutional rights that was given to us by God? We're endowed by our Creator with such inalienable rights. So we have to, if you, if you want to believe the Constitution is for you, you've got to believe in a God. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't believe in Him, then don't, don't claim it. 
You don't, I mean, it's not for you. Well, it's my, my right. No, it ain't yours. You don't believe in the God that gave it to us. <laughs> well, anyway, that's just Lanya. We'll throw it in there. You know? <laughs> and he says, that many false prophets shall rise up. And do what? Deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many is going to wax cold or grow cold. I've never seen a nation in the world in a message in right now. We said we're going we're gonna to form up governments and the United Nations is going to solve our problems. Oh, man. Since that organization has been created, we have more wars than ever. They ain't, cre- they ain't solved one problem. They should be dismantled. I mean, they claim to, to be able to solve the world's problems. They can't solve the world's problems. You know why? Because the world's problems is the, the heart. You can't throw money at somebody and make them righteous. You got to get them safe. <laughs> They got to know Jesus. They got to be born again, okay? I'm almost finished, y'all. I know I, I, I have, and I can't go through all of that. And because the lawlessness will abound, or sin will abound, the love of many will wax cold. But he who endures to the end. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I plan on going all the way. <laughs> I plan on making it. I'm looking for that blessed hope. I'm going to go all the way to the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, if it's going to cost me my life, listen. Hey, I'm going to die one day. <laughs> Hallelujah, I'm going all the way. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached, or must be preached, or will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And what, what will happen? Then the end will come. There's no generation that could ever fulfill that prophecy but ours today. It was, never a, it was never capable of pre... Uh, when they wrote this, when Jesus spoke this, society couldn't fulfill this. You get where I'm coming from? There was no satellite system where you could get a, a message from who knows where. They got people listening to the gospel all over the world today. You remember in the book of Revelation, the two witnesses that were killed? you remember that part where they were killed? And they had a Christ killed them, and they, they were three days laying in the streets. And on the third day, they rose up, came back to life. God rose them up, and the whole world saw it. That's what my Bible says. Well, how is that possible? Through something happens. She said it. Something happens in the world. Across the world, you're going to know in 15 minutes. You'll know it. <laughs> Tell me we're not, in the, we're not living in the end times. Tell me we're not living in the times of Christ's return. I don't have time to. At least I'm not a good gambler. I'm blessed. Oh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Lars got it. <laughs> it's coming. We're the generation. We're the generation where the gospel has been preached all over the world. Brother Swagger, he's sending satellites preaching all over the world right now. Every stretch of part of the earth. I mean, the gospel is being preached. We, we're at that time. You know, I really feel it. I really feel it. It's Because you see, even... Here, in our church, just 30 years ago, we couldn't really see that fully. Because we didn't, you know, we, we, we just, I mean, the whole world? Like I said, Boogie and Isaac, somebody heard him in South Africa. I mean, way over there. You can make a little podcast, and, and all of a sudden, if you say something, they're going to pick it up. They can hear it all over the world. Anywhere in the world, they can put in that little program, and that will come on. What an amazing... 
But we're in that time. We're in that time. Jesus said, when this happens, the end has come. Look up for your redemption draw nigh. We're going to have that program. I decided, but I want to show it. Uh, uh, distant thunder. That powerful movie, man. I tell you what, I see it every time I see it. I fear of God comes in me, man. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Reject the Lord and you face the judgment of God. Reject the Lord and reject, reject the Spirit of God and you, and you won't make it. The Bible says He's coming for a church without spot or blemish. That's what it says. Don't mean you're not, you don't mean you're, not, you're going to be perfect, but your spirit's going to be right. You'll be striving to serve God. You'll be striving to, 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 to get into that kingdom. Hallelujah. I'm almost finished, y'all. I'm just going to brush up. Matthew 24, uh, 24 verse 4, 4 and 5. And, and when you get a chance, go read it. He says, uh, number one, take one and no man deceive you. For there, are, there may be many false prophets. And that's what I just was telling you about. Chapter 6 to verse 8. Uh, number one, you, you, wars and rumors of wars. The end of those, you know what I'm saying? The, the end is not yet. And I just shared that with you how I felt. That we're not going to see the end until the gospel be preached throughout the whole world. Uh, and these will be, there will be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. This is the beginning of sorrow. Uh, and, and we see it right now. Right now. Listen, I, I can't see no light at the end of the tunnel for men other than Jesus. You know, you watch what's happening with all them rioters and all that stuff going on. Do you feel the peace of God in that? Hate. Division. Battling one another. You know what I'm saying? No peace. No joy. No, no hope. I, I, I look at it on TV. I said, where's the hope in that? Where, 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 where's the sanity in that? What, what's wrong with people? You know? When mom and daddy sit down and took their children and said, took them to church and said, listen, you better fear God. Now they ain't no way. Listen, they say the media on television, don't even go to church. 90-some percent of them don't even attend church. That's, that's why we have what we have. The politicians don't want to hear about God. Oh, they don't have a religious God. You know, when they're running for election, they'll say, well, I'm, I'm a this and I'm a that. They're always Christians when they're running for election. But they go and do everything opposite from what the Bible says. But I can't find no hope in this stuff. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm going I'm to I'm vote like a respectable citizen is, and I'm going to vote. I think God's given us that, you know, right to vote. But I'm telling you the truth, unless Jesus comes back, I don't see no hope. <laughs> you know, I like Trump, but Trump ain't the answer. Biden ain't the answer. Republicans and Democrats are not the answer. Jesus is our answer. I voted for somebody 30-something years ago. I never lost my vote yet. His name is Jesus. Never let me down, bro. When I was, I was at the lowest point of my life, I needed a, a God to touch me. No Republican came, no, no Democrat, no Catholic, no Baptist, no... You know who came to me? People of God. Remember years ago when I was running that machine for the highway department and passed on a man, killed that man. You talk about, you know, he was in behind my machine. I didn't see him. He, he was in the way. And you don't, you don't do something like that without it affecting your spirit. That man's head was crushed like a melon, man. How tortured Satan put on me. 
the torture he, 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 you know, and this is the man I preached to. I remember sharing, and he mocked me, he laughed at me, made fun of me. We get to the office uh, where we, afternoon, he, he was making fun of me to the mother guys. And the devil said, you killed him, now he's in hell. But I'll tell you what, if it wouldn't be for the people of God, I remember people from this fellowship calling me, we love you, brother, and we're praying for you. I don't know where I'd have made it. That's why it's important for us to be one in Christ and love each other because I need you. You need me to pray for you. We need each other. We neglect that stuff. We, we, we push it aside like it's nothing. People say, well, I don't want to go to church. They got hypocrites. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd rather go to church with them than go to hell with them. I said, I'd rather go to church with them than go to hell with them. I'm not, I'm not here to, <laughs> to please man. I want to be a servant. But I'm here to please God. You know, I have people say, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, that's why I continue going on, Brother Lawrence. I, I, I just, I, that's how I see, that's my mentality. I, I want to serve Jesus. I want to go to church. I want, I want to be with the Lord. I want to be with God's people. Listen, if I go sit down and listen, and listen, join that other mess that's out there, my, my mind will be destroyed. My, my spirit will be destroyed. Every, there's so much demonic stuff going on, it's unreal. You know? You know, people following Black Lives Matter, people following Ku Klux Klan, people following all that stuff. Let me tell you something. All lives matter in the eyes of the Lord. Babies' lives matter. It's been torn to pieces through abortion matter. I had one of them politicians, I said, I can't believe he's, he's even saying it. He said, Donald Trump, don't, he don't care about human life. I said, what a hip. I said, you, you've been voting for 47 years to murder babies inside the mama's womb, pull them apart like they're nothing, and you're going to tell me you care about human life? You see, that's all right? That's all. I don't want to get on a <laughs> But I see, you see what I'm saying? If I, if I stick my head in that, that bottle all the time, it's going to stay stuck. I just ain't got time for that. Seriously. Jesus is coming back. That's what I got time for. I want to get ready to meet my king. I want to get ready to meet my Lord. And you know what? I might go through some bumpy roads, some potholes, but you know what? I'm, I'm going. I'm going forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.